Lord Jesus, may the words uh, that I speak in the meditation of my heart be packaged specifically for each heart here, for the ways that you want to speak to them. And we'll give you the thanks. Amen. I remember so much about the last days of my husband's life, caring for his body, and each of us caring for our hearts. I remember the moment he left this earth, almost in mid-sentence, a day not unlike others that we had been living. I remember the desolation and the trauma. I remember friends and family gathering the rest of the day. The house was full. I felt like a robot. I remember screaming when he left me. I remember crying with the gathering community, but it wasn't until in the dark of night at the end of the day I called my spiritual director and on the phone I sobbed without breathing. His words, his presence on the phone, his confirmation of the reality of my loss helped me to grasp God in the dark. He is my soul friend. He points me to God without saying go to God. He listens to the burning of my heart and the thirst of my soul. He reflects the hidden presence of God back to me. For the last 14 years, I have been meeting with the same person once a month for the purpose of being helped in my prayer life. And for me, that means prayer, my awareness of God working in me and through me. It is prayer at its deepest and most intimate level. It can be hard to see for oneself what God is doing in your life in the moment. It can be hard to even feel his presence or even understand what any moment means when you're left to your own blind spots, fears, doubts, or grief, or whatever else keeps you from hearing from God. I have needed a soul friend called a spiritual director who is trained to listen deeply to the movement of God in the ordinary or extraordinary moments of my life so that I become more attuned to this presence in all of life in order to respond more fully to it. In truth, it is the Holy Spirit who is directing through my soul friend who is focused on my experience, helping me to pay attention to the meaning of my experience and how God is speaking in it. This practice of spiritual direction is about growing in the life of prayer, discipleship, and the struggle for holiness. 
This practice has had the most profound impact on my life in order to hear and respond to God. This summer we are doing a series on spiritual practices or ways into experiencing God at a more profound level. And so that is why I chose spiritual direction. It must be understood, though, that not any of these practices in themselves are the goal, but simply ways that point to the living God, who is already closer to you than the air you breathe. You've heard me say that quite a few times. It's true. God is closer to you than the air you breathe. But we don't often pay attention to that intimate presence. Spiritual practices can help us to pay attention. Different ones will be meaningful to different people. You are the one to decide what draws you to pay attention to God's love for you and God's voice speaking specifically to who you are. The Monvi online tool for discipleship can help you discover a practice that fits you. Whatever form of practice draws you, it will include surrendering yourself to God in faith. For it is by faith and God's grace working on us that brings us into his embrace not by sight or our own reasoning. Eugene Peterson, a Presbyterian pastor, um, retired, author and professor of Christian spirituality, describes spiritual direction this way. He says, It is teaching people to pray, to discern the presence of grace in events and feelings, affirming the presence of God at the heart of life, sharing a search for light through a dark passage, guiding the formation of a self-understanding that is biblically spiritual instead of merely psychological or sociological. It is space to explore the everyday ordinariness for the presence of God and workings of grace precisely at those times when nothing seems to be happening. In other words, the result of spiritual direction is the following three things. First, developing a spiritual self-awareness. That means, who does God say you are and how do you know that? This awareness is particularly needed when we find ourselves in a dark place because God is the only answer and comfort that can be found to lead us through it. But also in lighter times in our lives, we need to know ourselves as well as who God is for us and who we are for God. Second, spiritual direction helps develop God awareness. 
realizing that God is the initiator of communication with us and is always doing something in and through our lives, we can learn to participate with it. And finally, spiritual direction develops discernment or wisdom as a result of self and God awareness. Discernment can be understood as knowing what you are called to be at any given moment. The Emmaus Road Walk text is a great description of two companions searching for a light in a dark passage when nothing they expected was happening. When Jesus appeared and opened their eyes, their understanding of the events of his life, death, and resurrection became clear. Their tremendous loss and self-understanding were suddenly transformed from defeat and wandering to victory and purpose. Don't you love that last line? Were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures up to us? The days in which they had walked with Jesus and were sure he was the Messiah had turned dark when he was crucified. It was difficult for these two companions to make sense of his message and therefore their own lives in that sad walk away from Jerusalem. As they heard Jesus' testimony on that road, the explanation of the prophets and the meaning of his life and now resurrection, they heard their God when all seemed lost. Their response to rush back to Jerusalem and tell the disciples the great news. Their response was to live out what God was telling them in the depth of their hearts. As a soul friend or spiritual director, myself, I often open a session of spiritual direction with reading a portion of scripture. I read it slowly with silence in between the readings in order for the spirit to speak a particular word or phrase from the text into the life of the person who has come to meet with me. This means listening with the ears of your heart. In those moments of silence, the Spirit never fails to speak. Reading the Psalms can be helpful this way. They are full of the desire of humankind for God. So now listen with the ears of your heart, which means, how do I feel when I hear these words as I read a portion of Psalm 42. You ready? As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. Now as you hear this text read again, think upon these questions. Do you really thirst for the living God? Where do you go to meet with God? As the deer pants for streams of water, 
So my soul pants for you, my God. Hold on to that word or phrase. And it may come up in prayer for you later. This surely is one place in which you meet with God. Worship. Another is with a listening friend who is trained in opening the scriptures to your heart to help you recognize God's voice and God's movement within you, even when nothing seems to be happening. Here are some stories of lives that have been changed through the practice of having a soul friend or spiritual director, how their hearts were spoken to, and how they began to live out of that intimacy which again is self-awareness, God-awareness, and the discernment that comes from both. This story is from the point of view of a soul friend. As Julie approached my door, I saw that she was not pregnant. Immediately, I'm processing this awareness as I greet her, waiting for her to share what has happened. This is the second miscarriage of a long-wanted baby. Julie is almost stoned face as she shares her loss. As she speaks, I began to cry. As I non-verbally mirrored back to her the depth of her loss, she began to cry for the first time since losing her baby. The dam broke and her grief found a home that could hold her pain, where God was waiting to speak to her in the truth of her experience. In the silence that followed, Julie wept with God and felt his embrace. So, the awareness of her true emotions brought Julie into an awareness of God, waiting to meet with her in that truth. That intimacy created space for trust to grow and grief to instruct her walk with God. Here's another spiritual director's experience. I was sitting with my directee for a very long time in silence, and when she was done, she talked about her long discussion with God. She said I had kept the line open for her, just by my presence. It reminded me of my father in World War II when his battalion had been holding, guarding a position so that their troops could pass safely from one side to the other. I felt a sense of my father's legacy. I felt as if I were made for that holy moment in time for her and God. It felt like I had done nothing, and yet I had been there to see God on the move. What a great image. Keeping the line open, guarding a position so that a safe place to hear God is created. That is what a spiritual director does at their best. Get out of the way so that their directee the one who has come to meet with them, can hear from God in a way that eludes them by themselves. Through their questions, 
mirroring nonverbal communication, using the word of God to speak into their hearts, and listening carefully to what is being said. These soul friends help others deepen their trust and discernment of God's voice. One gentleman told me this about, a, about um, having spiritual direction in his life. Setting aside time each month solely devoted to my relationship with God makes a huge impact on the rest of my life with God. It puts that relationship front and foremost in my life, just where I want it. It actually changes everything. So, the time of being in spiritual direction teaches one to become aware of God moving in one's life in between the monthly sessions. Another individual had this experience. I was at a spiritual renewal retreat and the first half of the three days had not gone as I had wanted. I had to leave for eight hours. When I returned, I met with a spiritual director and she asked me what I longed for from God. I responded that I wanted to find ways for spiritual uh, renewal on a regular basis. We prayed together silently and after a few seconds, God brought to my mind the words, start with keeping my Sabbath. I felt joy and almost laughed out loud. I then asked God how I was to make Sabbath happen. After a bit of silent prayer, I heard God take care of, uh, say, I will take care of Sabbath. You prepare the day before. Since that day, almost three months ago, I have been blessed by rest and renewal on a Sabbath day each week. And as an unexpected benefit, I have had le fewer and less migraine headaches. God provides and I just rest with him. It has been an incredible blessing. So, discernment about life priorities and choices can become clear in the light of silent prayer that is supported by the questions and presence of a spiritual director. Some of these priorities may be about what direction to go in life, your career, your marriage, a lack of a marriage, God's call on your life, or maybe what to have for dinner. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> the idea is not to fix, answer, or define for another their experience, but to create space for them to hear for themselves, to feel for themselves, the burning of their heart in the presence of the living God. Here in our church, we have small groups that run much like one-on-one -on -one spiritual direction. They meet monthly to listen to the scripture read for how it reads them, and in turn bring that word or phrase that touch their hearts to a group for reflection and support in understanding its meaning. There are brochures in the lobby describing group spiritual direction. They look like this, so this is a little advertisement. 
You can find them in the lobby outside the servery. They run from September to May, and we're putting those groups together right now in August. Here's one man's experience of group spiritual direction. Sitting with a group of people that I did not know and who did not know me was intimidating. I approached the opportunity with trepidation, realizing that I could appear foolish and that I was trusting God with the experience. I quickly found that the time was a safe place for me to be open and transparent about my prayer life or the lack thereof. The other group members simply listened to me. There was no fixing, judging, counseling, teaching. I would add sermonizing. I was free to be myself and could be fully alive to God in the moment. The shared periods of silence provided release from the noise, busyness, and distraction that is so much a part of my life. I could listen for the still, small voice within. I had permission to just be. I was surprised to find that not just in the group time, but in my marriage, work, and leisure, I listened and looked to God in, a new, in new ways. I was able to embrace both joy and sorrow through a power that was greater than anything I could conjure up. I was comfortable with uncertainty because I did not have to do anything. I could just be present to God. Again, we have here self-awareness, God-awareness, and the discernment that comes from both. You know, the Catholic Church has long known the benefits of having a soul friend or spiritual director. It has been only in the last few decades that this long-standing spiritual practice has been renewed in our Protestant tradition. But from the beginning of Jesus igniting the kingdom of heaven on earth, God's people have looked to wise and trained soul friends to deepen their awareness of God in their life. We need each other in order to gain clarity around what God is doing in our lives. Wise spiritual persons living in integrity with God's action within them become soul friends who recognize God's action in others in order to bring more fully and powerfully God's kingdom, his rule in this world. If you are interested in having a spiritual director or becoming a spiritual director, talk to me. I teach in a program that trains spiritual directors, and I teach in a program that gives people opportunities to develop deeper prayer experiences with God, spiritual transformation. I finish with these wise words written by Job, in the voice of Job. But where shall wisdom be found? And where is the place of understanding? Job sat in a dark place of suffering for a long time until he heard God's voice. And in response, Job says, 
I know that you can do all things and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. As I sat, as I have sat with my grief with my spiritual director this year, I have come through great anger and I'm sitting with sadness. I trust that God is doing a work in my life that will emerge over time. And, in, and it is in the presence of my soul, friend, that I hear and acknowledge my grief for what it is and find that I am really traveling with the one who knew sorrow and was acquainted with grief. Jesus' journey and my journey have collided. And in that parallel of sorrow, I feel the intimacy of my Creator. And so I hope again that my life will become a healing balm for others as I practice with help, self-awareness, God-awareness, and the discernment that comes from both. Lord Jesus, may you be the one to make clear to your people exactly how you want to speak to them and the ways that will help them discern that you are truly closer to them than the air they breathe. Amen.